Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. So today we are going to talk about boyfriends, more specifically crappy boyfriends. Ooh, I hope a boy's not listening to this. I apologize if a male is in the car. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, y'all, today I want to talk about, um, I'm going to answer a question that I have gotten actually a couple different times. And specifically, this question came in from a sweet gal on Instagram. Her handle is sophiabear03. Um, And she said, hey, what do you do if a friend of yours or, you know, a sister or just a gal in your life that you love is in a relationship that you think might be a little bit toxic? or is dating a guy that you don't think is good for her or that is a total jerk and she's not seeing that, you know? Um, What do you do as a friend? Like, is it a friend to tell her straight up? Is it a friend to, you know, is it a good friend if I just let her figure it out on her own? Like, I want to tell her the truth and what I really see to protect her, but I also don't want to hurt or offend her. SOS, right? I bet we've all been in those situations. I know I've been in those situations. I've probably been in relationships in my earlier years that people were like, "Mm, this may not be the best thing for you. I mean, I think we can all relate to what that feels like. Now, maybe you don't have a girl in your life or a friend in your life that has a crappy boyfriend, but maybe there's a different choice um, that she's made or, you know, a way that she's living that you feel like really isn't the best for her that concerns you. And you are still playing that mind game of like, what did I, what do I do? Like, should I say something? Should I not? Here's the pros and cons of if I do, if I don't, like, how do I go about it? If I really feel, you know, convicted that I need to say something, you know, and that's kind of what I want to dive into today. And I'm going to preface this by saying, you know, I don't know the context of your situation and I don't know the relationship that you have with this person that may be in your mind that you're like, ah, I just am so worried about them or I want to tell them straight up what's going on and also don't want to hurt them. I don't know all those details. So there's only so much that I can, you know, give a little bit of insight into, but I'm going to speak from personal experience. And also, um, you know, I was (laughs) funny. I was sitting at my breakfast table, just thinking like, what would I say to a friend asking me this question? Because I feel like y'all are my friends. And when you ask me these questions, I try to picture myself across the table from you eating pizza and like, what would I say? What have I learned, you know, and how can I maybe just even give you something to think on or nibble on um, and just apply in whatever way really works in your situation? So I guess the first really pressing question is, 
do I say something? Do I tell her, right? Do I open my mouth or do I shut up? Um, And the first thing I want to say to that is it really does depend on the relationship. And I think that's really, really key. Like you have to be very honest with yourself about the relationship. Sometimes I think we can make it our responsibility to be everybody's hero, Or we think like we're BFFs with someone because we've hung out with them a few times and we really want to tell them all the concerns we have about their life. And first of all, that's not always smart. And second of all, they might not think you're as close as you think you are. So I think you really do have to do an inventory of the relationship and say, okay, is this like my sister? Like, is this my stepsister, my sister? Is this my best friend? Have I grown up with this person? Or is this that girl that I hang out with all the time? Or is this like, you know, like my second cousin that I see three times a year and I'm just like concerned about, you know? Um, I want you to kind of really be honest about that. Is this a best friend, sister, you know, that kind of relationship? Or is it more of an acquaintance? Be careful where, like how you view that. And maybe even ask them like, hey, how do you view our relationship? Like maybe don't ask it like that because that's super awko taco and kind of weird. I'd be like, what? <laughs> so that was dumb advice. Scratch that, Jay. No, but my, my point is like, try to gauge how they see, like, are you someone that they would consider is very, that they're very close to? And if not, then maybe you need to think about how that's going to come across. So that's the first thing I would say. And the second thing I would say to kind of follow that up is be careful with how you quote unquote speak truth into someone's life because if they didn't ask for it or you aren't in their trusted circle of voices that they listen to, they are not going to want to hear it and you might actually push them away further. I have, I mean, this is just a silly example, but I mean, I've even had people like slide into my DMs and tell me um, what they think I should do or what they think I should say, or they've even said things like, here, um, I know you don't know me, but I'm holding you accountable. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I don't know who you are. Like that is so outside the realm of, you know, a voice that I would allow to speak into my life. Even if, you know, based on their perception, there might be a problem. If they're not in my trusted circle, they could have the greatest explanation and encouragement or advice in the world, and I'm probably not going to take it, to be honest. And I think that's wise. And so you need to know, okay, let me look at this relationship and really ask myself, like, would I be considered in her trusted circle of friends that or her trusted circle of mentors, or just in her trusted circle of voices that she allows to speak into her life. Now, maybe she doesn't have that, you know, circle. Maybe I would really recommend that you do and that you formulate that and decide who those voices are in your life. Obviously, you can't decide who her trusted circle is, and she may have not even established that. But I think if you can look at the relationship on the other foot and say, okay, if it were the other way around, would this girl or this person that I'm concerned about, would she be in my trusted circle, you know? Um, what I, you know, want her to speak into me. Now, again, you might have different personalities and you might be like, yes, I sure hope so, but she might not have that. So that's only going to get you so far, but I think that's an important exercise and something to think about because you're being cognizant of the ele- the depth and the element of the relationship there and the dynamic. Um, so really ask yourself that. And I think the reality that we need to remember is it's safe and smart to have a trusted circle. So I'm going to kind of pivot for just a second, but I promise we'll come back because this is something that I think we sometimes forget in a world that is so loud. We are constantly being inundated with messages. We are constantly being inundated with different voices, ads, media, people's opinions, political stuff. Like it's exhausting, right? So I think what can be really wise is while all that noise is going on in our lives, you know, maybe you are in an unhealthy relationship and you kind of know it, but you don't want to be told it. Um, And I'm not here to like call you out, but I am saying I want you to think about 
who are those people that if you really needed someone to help you come to a conclusion that you don't want to come to yourself, who would those people be? Who do you trust enough to be in that small circle? I mean, for me, I have probably about eight or nine people in my inner circle. There's, you can have different rings, you know, for different types of things, but for those really deep issues, those really hard things to talk about, there's like maybe six to eight people that I would consider in my innermost circle, right? That would be my husband, my mom, because my mom is basically like <laughs> the person I go to for advice on everything. Um, my Our marriage counselors, maybe a mentor or two in my life, and some of my closest friends. And like, that's it. I'm not even, I have a lot of awesome friends, but there's just a couple on certain issues. And you can have different circles. Like when it comes to marriage, this is my inner circle of who I allow to speak into my life. When it comes to my career, this is the inner circle because this person is a mentor in my industry and my mom has my best interest in mind. My husband, you know, shares my bank accounts or whatever. And when it comes to child raising, this is my, you know, inner circle. When it comes to my faith, this is my inner circle. Like you can have some smaller inner circles and a lot of overlap between them, but you have to really formulate that for yourself. I promise you, it'll help you weed out those voices. Um, It'll help you weed out those things that can sometimes be like, everybody's trying to tell me what (laughs) they think I should do, or everyone's doing things differently than I am. And how can I seek some guidance on this? So that's more of just like a personal piece of advice for you. If you are the girl that's like, I know I'm in a toxic relationship and my friends have even said something and, you know, that kind of thing. And I know it's a little bit off topic from the question, but I think it's worth putting out there and hopefully encouraging you to do. So think about your inner circle. Um, The second thing I would say to kind of get back to the question of, hey, what do I do if a girl that I care about, a friend in my life, my sister, whatever, is in a relationship that I don't think is healthy? What should I do? Should I say something? The second thing I want to say is that regardless of the relationship, I think one of the smartest things that we can do is ask questions that might help someone come to their own conclusion. Sometimes asking questions is a gentler way to bring up an issue than to just straight up attack it with accusation or your concerns or your opinions or even just your observations because that can immediately put someone on the defense, right? You want to be on the side that is putting them on the offensive, giving them a chance to share their heart. Now, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to understand it. Your job, though, I think, at least from times that I have said things to friends and completely hurt their feelings, right? And me over here, like, tooting my own horn, like, you didn't even think to consider their feelings because you were so focused on how you can impose your idea or your opinion or your, you know, concern. And I think that can sometimes be what's hard is we have to look at what our concern really is. Is it pride and self-righteousness wrapped up in this I'm concerned kind of language? Or is it genuinely, like, concern from a place of I want nothing more than the best for you? And I think sometimes it can be hard to decipher that because our own pride can get in the way. So we really have to push our egos aside and look at that a little bit more under a microscope. But beyond that, um, I've just learned from my own times where I really was, I thought that I was genuinely trying to speak truth and love. I was genuinely trying to help a friend. But the thing is, they didn't ask for it. And they didn't even ask me to be their accountability partner. I think sometimes we can impose this like, personal obligation of like, my job is to like, look out for you. And to some degree, that's true. And I think there's honor and nobility and goodness in that. But at the same time, we have to respect other people as adults. (laughs) We have to respect the fact that like, if they didn't say, hey, I need you to hold me accountable if I end up getting into a relationship that's unhealthy or, hey, what do you think my relationship? Like, I'm having some doubts. Like, what are you thinking? Um, Or, hey, what do you think of him? Like, if they ask you, you can kindly and truthfully share where you're standing. But if they don't, I don't think the first thing you should do is come out swinging like, hey, um, I, I hate your boyfriend. 
<laughs> you know, um, like he's a jerk, right? I think that's not going to necessarily lead the conversation to where you want it to go, at least from my own opinion. I mean, I've never said it like that, but it can be perceived as that. It can be translated as that. You can make it sound as sweet and sugary as you possibly want. You can tie it up in a pretty bow and deliver it so well. You could craft that text message. You could, you know, plan out that conversation to find the nicest way possible to tell somebody that. But if they're already feeling on the defensive or feeling anyway judged, they're going to translate it as, I'm judging you. I hate your boyfriend. I think your relationship sucks. Even though that's not what you're trying to say. I mean, it is kind of what you're trying to say, but that's not how you're saying it. Um, When someone feels defensive, that's how they translate it in their brains, right? That's what they hear you saying. Even if you spent, you're like, hello, I spent 16 hours, friend, trying to make this sound really nice. But, you know, it's like when they're in a place of insecurity or maybe feeling a little bit defensive, they're probably not going to hear it that way. So that's really important to remember. And then that said, if they don't ask you, then instead of telling them, ask them, right? Ask them like, hey, how are things going? You know, are are you really happy in that? Are you, how does he treat you? You know, and um, what is your favorite character? Do you have any red flags? Do you see any concerns? You know, and I'm just asking as a friend because I'm not in, like, even if you have a thousand red flags that you could straight up tell her about right now, the better thing to do is ask if she sees any, right? And say, obviously, I don't spend, you know, as much time with you guys as you do together. So just as your friend, I'm curious, like, are you feeling like this is a positive, a go forward, step forward, like this is awesome? Or are you feeling like there's any red flags? Like, I remember one time when I was in a relationship, this was a red flag that came up for me. Have you seen any of those? And even though she might be like, why are you asking me this? It's more of a gentle way and it's allowing her to voice things. And now she might not tell you right away. She might be in denial. But I think if you guys are a decent enough relationship or have a decent enough friendship to where it's an open, you know, consistent type relationship that would even give you the space or the authority to speak into her life at all, the better place to start with is asking rather than assuming, right? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think we can see it also really depends on how much time you've spent with him because I think sometimes we can see a blip and maybe he just had a really crappy day and he said something that you were like, I don't like the way he said that. I wonder if he treats her like that all the time, right? Now, again, I'm not saying that he should ever tr- say something rude or treat her wrong, but also humans are humans, right? There's times that I've lost my patience. I'm like, man, if someone would have saw that, they probably would have been like, she's a horrible wife and why would Matt ever marry her, right? Because like we can all lose our cool every now and then and as long as it's not like dishonorable or horrible, um, you know, it's like we all have imperfections. And so I think if it's based on one observation, give her the benefit of the doubt. Ask the questions. If it's based off of 100 observations and you just know he treats her horribly, ask her if she's noticed that without necessarily pointing it out. Like, how does he really treat you? Like, do you feel treasured? Do you feel like he honors you? Do you feel respected? Um you know, what's the family dynamic like? How does he treat your other friends? You know, I don't spend enough, a lot of time with you guys. I've only spent a few times with you or, you know, and then let her start sharing. And if she, if you give her that room and you genuinely do it from a place of love and you're not attacking, the chances of her possibly opening up and being like, yeah, but I'm also like, you know, he's really great and there's a lot of awesome things, but this is one thing that's coming up for me. Boom. Then you can start to expand on that conversation. Well, what do you mean? Tell me more about that, right? Like, what are you, what are you seeing there? And you know, then maybe she'll go a little bit deeper. And then that's when you can maybe share an experience like that that you've had. Or, yeah, you know, I kind of noticed that too now that you bring it up. 
I wonder if, you know, and then that's where you can kind of move into that conversation. But she is the one that I'd help. You kind of like set her up and help her identify the problem because then you're not putting her on the defensive. You're giving her a chance to share how she sees it, right? And then maybe you can help her see it more clearly from a third-party kind of objective place that you might be observing because her heart's involved, right? It's hard to see through our own emotions. That's like looking through a blurry glass, right? So I think even helping her just clarify some of those things and maybe doing that slowly, right? The first time she shares something. You don't have to be like, great, I'm glad you thought so because I thought so too and he sucks and let me like just tell you everything. No, have that initial conversation. Create that breathing room without immediately like telling her everything that's wrong. And then maybe bring it up again another day. Like, hey, you know what? I was thinking about what you said the other day. And now that I just spent a little bit more time with you, I'm, as your friend, a little bit concerned about that. How's that going? Right? And help her kind of come to her own conclusion. I think sometimes that's the best way that we can step into people's lives and help them see things that we can see from an objective third-party view without necessarily making them feel like we're attacking them or, you know, questioning their decision-making or anything like that. And that's a much kinder, more... Um, it can be a slower way, but I think sometimes a more effective way to communicate what we hope to get across. Also, the last thing that I want to say is if you are in a close relationship and you really do feel compelled to say something, um, I would start with, the, like I said, by asking, and ideally in person, really. I mean, never write someone a letter or just shoot them a text about a decision they're making or a relationship that they're in that you don't agree with. That is like the weirdest thing ever. Like like I said, getting DMs like, hi, you don't know me. Here's your accountability. Da 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 And it goes into this whole thing. I'm like, first of all, there's a lot wrong with that right now, right? And when we're on the receiving end, they don't know your tone. They don't know your, your diction. They don't know the context of the conversation. There's no way for you to set that up and have a back and forth response. The over the phone might be the second best option, but if you're able to do that in person, they can like see that you have taken the effort to meet with them, to invest your time, to invest your energy, to be fully there, right? You don't know if someone's on the phone and doing like 18 other things, right? Um, they're seeing that you they are they have your full attention and you are investing in them as a human and investing in them with your time and as a friend. That in itself communicates a lot. I think that that can be it just helps set the tone. And if you're doing it in such a way where you're asking questions and giving them room to answer, giving them room to speak, giving them the floor rather than just taking it over, I think that that's a bazillion times more effective. If you don't have the courage to respectfully say it to their face, then maybe that's a sign that you shouldn't say something at all. And I think that's a really important thing to gather. I want you to consider like if I, you know, I'm concerned kind of like from a distance. So maybe I'll text them. But if you are genuinely concerned for someone, you're going to show up in their life and you're going to love them enough to show up with them in their life a couple times if it takes a couple times to slowly enter into that conversation, to do it in such a way that it doesn't put them on the defense, to give them a voice, to hug them, to love them, for them to see your smile, for them to see how you engage, for you to put your phone down and be present with them as you talk about these important things in their life and even in yours. So, you know, this isn't like the perfect one, two, three plan, like here's how to help your friend get out of a crappy relationship. But I do want it to be a little bit of a guideline on here's some things to think about and consider, you know, the depth of the relationship. Am I asking or assuming, um, you know, and again, the, I think the bottom line is it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job. Like, yes, your job is to love them as well as you possibly can. And when that allows for you to speak what you believe to be the truth about whatever you're observing, then if you can say it in such a way that doesn't put them on the defense, I hope you go for it. And I encourage you to. Um, 
you know, but at the same time, you have to remember, like, you aren't the hero here. Like, and I think sometimes we can think that, like, oh, I see this problem. Like, let me come in and help you fix it. Or I just won't even kind of go there because I don't want to offend you at all. And I think the healthier kind of balance of those two extremes is actually let me enter into this conversation. Let me invite my friend into that conversation by asking her those questions and loving her enough to do that. But also keeping in my mind that at the end of the day, it's her life and her decision. So the best I can do is show up for, support her, pick her up if he locks her out, love her enough, you know, tell her there's more for you than this. Like if you're going to share anything, it's don't cut down his negative qualities, encourage her that there might be something better, right? Give her the vision of what could be better and ask her the questions. Such a more positive way to enter into a conversation like that if you're going to have it. So I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I hope that just even thinking of it in this context and really asking where you're really coming from and why you even want to share that and if you're in a position to do that and then ultimately taking the pressure off yourself to somehow convince her to make a different decision, the best thing you can do is be a positive influence, love her, you know, encourage her where you can, but it's not your job to fix her. And I think we women sometimes need to remember that. And we have such big hearts, but sometimes that can turn into overstepping. So just remember your place. Remember it's not your job to save or be the hero but it is your job to love. So show up for her, be present, ask her in person, ask the questions before you assume. And I think that'll go so much better for you than if you tried it a different way. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. This show is a part of the Lasting Media Network and produced by John Fender, Jason Barrett, and Jonas Litton with the help of Jackson Willis. Visit lastingmediagroup.com to learn more. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.